Hey guys, it's Sasha and Kara. Get in. We're going to talk about our favorite albums. <laughs> okay, so uh, what was the question? One album to listen to for the rest of my life. Yeah, if you can only pick one album to listen to for the rest of your life. I have to go with this one because it is the first one that comes to my mind, and it is Chief by Eric Church. See, and I know we were going to go to this era, and then as soon as I said that and I thought of a good album, then I was like, well, I really have to go back to Tailgates and Tanlines. Yeah. Luke Bryan. It was the same era. We know my man Luke was about to take off. That's absolutely, because that would, I mean, I don't know that I would have thought that that's my next one, but you saying it makes me think that that would have been my next one in line, because I, those were the, probably the two albums I listened to on But oddly enough, as we were talking earlier about additional concerts we wanted to go to, and just like looking things up, Florida Georgia Line, that first album was a no-skip album. Was it just called Florida Georgia Line? What was it called? Wasn't it, wasn't it Here's to the Good Times? Here's to the Good Times. That was a good one, too. That's a no-skip album. That was a good one. Yeah. And to have a first album be a no-skip album and just take off like that is very impressive. Yeah. Kudos to Florida Georgia Line. None of those are my favorite artists, either, which is bizarre. Because, like, if I'm going to go back further, like, if I'm going to, let's say, okay, let's say it's non-country. And this is controversial because people love him or hate him. But Room for Squares, John Mayer, is my go-to album in all moods of, all walks of life. I, uh, non-country albums, I think I would have to go, it would definitely be a Jess McCartney album, and it would probably have to be Right Where You Want Me. Front to back, everywhere to every song. When did that come out? 2006. So. Some of my favorites. Yes, definitely. It was his second album. First one's fantastic, but we were just still teenagers. Well, see, like, Room for Squares came out when I was, like, 11. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I was in my feels at 11. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and like Jesse didn't really drop any album, like songs off the album out. That's just not the type of artist he is anyway. And he was just trying to make it past that beautiful soul era piece. Yeah. I was all in. I was like, let's go. I've watched you on TV. I was a Dream Street person. Oh, I Dream need, Street. I know. I know. So we gotta, you know. But then this also takes me back to we were having that conversation last week. In sync. Oh yeah. No strings attached. Their oh, best yeah. album. That well, yes. I mean the sample size is small, but absolutely their best album. Uh, but they didn't miss ever. No. In all three. I agree. Including Christmas. So four. Oh, the Christmas album? Okay. So here's the thing. Their Christmas album, I think, is one of the best Christmas albums ever put out because like 60% of the songs, maybe more, are original Christmas songs. Yeah, I was going to say, not even one of the best. I will fight to say the it best. It is the best. Besides B2K, Santa Hooked Me Up, and I think <laughs> I just really enjoy the title. I don't even know that I truly listen to it. But no one else, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, has a New Year's song. Uh, uh, yes! And Kiss, Kiss Me, me at, at Midnight. midnight. <laughs> like, that's a jam. Who thought of that? Midnight. <laughs> like that is just, and no one plays it on New Year's, but they absolutely should. Mm-hmm. There's it like should. a whole countdown and everything in the whole song. It could yes. be like the five, four, three, two, one. Like yes, it, it should be one of those. If you start this at the right time, it you it will say kiss me we at need midnight. To, we need to retire old anxiety. Yesterday, <laughs> put in put in sync right into that spot. I mean, I'm not gonna fight it. I don't think many people would, but I definitely that is a the very, Backstreet Boys fans would absolutely fight it. 
we can't, we'll never have that conversation via podcast because <laughs> it's just not, it's not a conversation to have <laughs> on, on record. It's just not. I've, shout out to the Backstreet Boys fans. Michelle knows I'm coming from her on that one. So I will say my older age, I became, I, I was, di- I mean, like diehard and think I would have fought to the death. Always. In my older age, Backstreet Boys was great. That was a great concert. Seeing them in Orlando was probably one of, one of the best concert atmospheres I've ever been at because it was like their hometown show. Everyone was so hyped to see them. The Amway was so loud. I'll never forget it. But if, and we've talked about this before, if NSYNC was like, we're going to do a one night show in LA, I would max out every credit card I had to be in the front row. I don't even need to be in the front row. I just need to be there. In the building. Yeah, but... Like, you could have me at the merch table the whole time, and I just know I'm breathing the same air as those five men. And really, it just needs to be two of them, if I'm honest, but... Well, yeah, because the other three get together all the time. It's really yeah, not that special. I mean, you know, but but yeah, I mean, when I'm thinking of albums, and I'm thinking of no skips, it's definitely that tail, tailgates and tamarins where, where it takes yeah. me back, but... Now that I think, I mean, now that I'm thinking of, like, even just memories, I would definitely have to pick um, Kenny Chesney when the sun goes down. I think when the sun goes down is a vivid memory for me because I specifically remember that concert. Like, seeing Kenny Chesney with Uncle Cracker, seeing the sun when the sun goes down. Um, Like, I go back anything but mine. We know that's a favorite of mine keg in the closet um and then that starts the old blue chair era for kenny chesney and then i kind of didn't that wasn't really me the old blue chair starting era for him like it gets a little more beachy a little more relaxed where i like the up pace like upbeat songs like if you would have went to that kenny album prior to that that's when you have like big star i always like those like quirky funny songs like big star like online by brad paisley is always one that gets me too i don't i'm not a huge fan but any of those fast songs that are like upbeat you can sing to jump around those kind of things so i think that's the last like kenny album i truly loved from beginning to end all right and vividly remember like because i mean keep in mind it came out in 2004 i was 12 so like I'm obviously not drinking a keg in the closet at this college party because I wasn't even I was barely in middle school yeah but I love the song I'm I'm sure I was just belting out that there was a keg in the closet pizza on the floor agreed probably didn't know what a keg was at 12 I was also thinking about having a daughter growing up and leaving for college at (laughs) 12 so oh yeah that would have been there goes my life yeah I absolutely thought that was just that was a, such that a was song. Such a song. And then I think about like if if that truly had meaning then, which I'm not sure what the meaning would have been. Like, gosh, when people but truly live out these soul. songs now, yeah. But I mean, you know, I think I think the I go back part too. Like that song we've talked about this. We talked about this on the Kenny podcast. Like that song just, I think it set a momentum of you have your certain times in life when an album or a song or an artist means something, and that just happened to be when Kenny apparently really hit me in middle school. I I believe I was in seventh grade. I absolutely was in seventh grade. I had to count. Yeah. 
so I would have been in eighth grade. Yeah. That makes sense. I was young for my age. Me too. Not though. for my age, for my grade. Yeah. Young for my grade. Me too. But, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what about recent albums, though? What are we... I don't... Do people listen to albums anymore? Maybe that's one thing we can ask our listeners. Like, what's your favorite album? What's your favorite I, recent I album? I honestly don't think people do because streaming is such a big thing. And people are starting to release, which I think is honestly a good move, starting to release more one song at a time than waiting and building up full albums. Ooh. The only thing that stinks about it is that you can't you can't tour fast enough. Well, okay, so not only that, and I know this was going to be a point that I brought up earlier and stopped, Sam Hunt. Yes. Montevello is yes. one of my favorite albums, always will be. It was his first... And then I was so excited for the second, because if you're a Sam Hunt fan, you know we waited for a very long time in between albums. And then when I, I got the next album, I was thrilled. I could not wait to listen to it, but was slightly disappointed, not because of the album itself and the content. It was the fact that the Southside album, I believe there's like 12 songs. I'm looking, but I knew half of them. Because yeah, he had because already he released, released them, them. Singly. Yes, or on an, like, you know, within something, and it just, it didn't hit me the same as if I heard a new album for the first time, because it wasn't new. A couple songs yeah. were new. Yeah, so, I think some artists are kind of trying it out, but still can't fully commit to just releasing a couple songs at a time, and, and they still feel like they need to put out a full titled project. I'm and not always mad about that. I, it just depends. I but I'm also not mad. Like I know a lot of times when we when we um think of artists putting out like, you know, six songs at a time, like an EP or something. We normally think that's like, you know, newer artists. They're just trying to get some music out there so that they can put out a full CD. And but at the same time, I I really think that we can just move move back to everybody doing that because it allows us to get music faster. And I think that's what I want. Like, for example, we know I'm a huge Morgan Wallen fan, obviously, but I've listened to the Dangerous album from beginning to end. I mean, I would say at least once a day. Right. And, and I want new And music. he's do, but he's probably going to end up doing that sort of same thing again, where he releases a couple songs, releases a couple songs to fill in the gaps. But then when he does do a full titled project, all those songs are going to be on it. I need 30 songs again, though. So that I have a full album of new songs, plus the six songs I already know. Yeah. I need the, and so I, I used to not enjoy the idea of a double album, especially if it is a new artist, um, like Cody Johnson, for example. I love him. I've been a fan for a few years now, but then he just more recently released um, his double album. I believe it's called Human. I don't know that he was ready for a double album. However, he's now on the on the radio where previously he wasn't. Yeah. So maybe it worked for him. Maybe. But I I used to be really into diving into full albums and it's just a little bit harder for me and I think it's just because there's so much content. It's really hard to keep up. I have to really be in a mood. Like it took me a really long time to get into that dangerous album. <gasps> Something's wrong with you. <laughs> and it's not that I don't like it. I think I was already drinking the Morgan Wall and Kool-Aid. Like, I was just ready. Like, I was eating, sleeping, breathing Morgan Wall and TikTok. 
TikTok is really what amped you up for some of that album. So if you were not on Morgan Wall and TikTok at the time, he was releasing snippets of everything. Like, I will never forget when Seven Summers was fully released, but it had already been on TikTok for like three months. Yeah. And then you hear the full version, and a lot of people were disappointed. I wasn't, but I can see why. I actually didn't like it at first. It grew. I grew into it. Well, and then, so that, and that's one of those things, like, I couldn't wait to hear some new Morgan Wallen songs. I was ready. But, I mean, I'm sure there weren't a majority of people waiting at midnight to hear Seven Summers. I'm pretty sure it was a school night. <laughs> probably. And I was like, it's midnight. It's time for Morgan. And I probably fell asleep listening to it the first time. But, <laughs> I was sure I had to say I was one of the first people to hear the full cut. And I did. There you go. All right. Well, let's dive a little bit more into that Dangerous album, then. We can talk about what's on there. Morgan Wallen double album. There is not... It's not that it's not a no-skip album. There's a few songs I would skip. There's probably a few songs Morgan himself would skip. I guess out of 30 songs, though, that's not bad. For me to only look through this, and I'm even looking at the bonus, so with three additional songs... I think I'd only skip Need a Boat, and that's it. Let me see. I don't love Living the Dream, but that's just because I don't necessarily love the song. I think it's very it's a very personal song, though I don't know that you wrote it. I don't, yeah, I don't love that one. I don't love Living the Dream. I would skip Need a Boat. Depends on my mood for Rednecks. Um, the Chris Stapleton song is okay. I think Chris Stapleton has better collaborations than that one. And then hearing the background of how that one happened, like Morgan definitely wanted him on the album. I know that was one of a few people he wanted to include, but then to know that they truly didn't get together to ever sing or perform the song. Like, I'm not sure they've met. Uh, they didn't record it together. Okay. But he, no, he didn't play the one any of the nights, did he? No. Okay. So I don't, I think that's the only thing about that one. Like, I wish there was more chemistry on the song, and I just don't know that I felt that. Yeah. But I didn't feel that until I knew they hadn't actually recorded together. Like, Chris recorded it and sent it to him. I believe that. Yeah, I mean, everyone's busy. I, I yeah. get that. But, like, I just, I wish they had that piece, and it, I think it made the song a little better. But, you know, I get it. We can't all get what we want. But that's like if we're saying, like, if we go to Morgan's first album, If I Know Me, there's some cheesy, what I would consider cheesy songs on it, but I also don't... But they slap. Those songs, some of them are so good. Like, I don't... Redneck I don't, Love Song is that cheesy song, but, like, so, I like it. Yes. It's, is it a radio hit? Absolutely not. Is it a good album cut to fill a song that... Your fans are going to probably like, yes. They all, I, I would say that's how you saw Morgan grow as an artist because you see the first album, what I would consider like punny. Yeah. Like You Had Me By Halftime. Yeah. Punny. I like it. It's cute. Pick me up at a bar when you say one of those pickup lines. Now I'm not, you're not even going to have the chance to pick me up with the new album. I'm just going to go home with you anyway. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean... You follow the man on Instagram when he's just talking. You're just in a trance. And I don't even know that half the time what he's saying makes sense. It doesn't. He's so odd. Goofy. He's so odd. But he's so goofy. But we love him. But his whole personality just matches his whole look. Like, his, his whole persona 
is so well crafted. <laughs> and that strictly came, that piece came from whiskey glasses. Absolutely. That is, I mean, we know Up Down was there first, Florida George Line was there to help, but he, if you watch that music video, he's got the short hair, spiked up, total bro country. Don't get me wrong, we're still listening to bro country, but we've made it a little more country. Yeah. But... In the whiskey glasses video, that's when we get the cutoff, we get the mullet, we get the red solo cup in the mouth. The mullet really took off with us. I mean, mullets everywhere. PSA to everyone: the mullet is not cute it's unless not your a name good is look. Morgan Wallen. It's not a good look. Stop. It is not happening. <laughs> everyone cannot pull off a mullet. No, I can't pull off a mullet, so I don't encourage any man to pull it off either. Mm-mm. But I mean, Morgan. But I mean, barely pulls it off because it's like a whole fit. It's like a whole stick. Oh, if he all of a sudden grew his hair, but that's like, I would say you could say the same thing about Jake Owen. Yeah. We are used to Jake Owen with long hair. Mm-hmm. When he cut that hair, I was thrilled. I loved the short hair. I love short hair, Jake, but he likes the flow. <laughs> it fits the country boy vibe. Beachy. Yeah. Like, yeah, for it, him. like his that's his country vibe is boy country persona, beachy. Where Morgan Wall is the East boy from Tennessee. And that's definitely where, where the mullet fits in. But I definitely need you to listen to, if you haven't listened to his newest single, Don't Think Jesus. Fantastic. It is great. I and have. I you, did. You I downloaded hear, it. It's on the, it's on the playlist. See, you hear that, that range that he has. Mm-hmm. Like, I could be a judge on The Voice at this point. But, like, <laughs> you hear that range that you don't get in those country songs that he has yeah. on Dangerous. Yeah. I hear more of the singing. Yeah. We stand more to yeah. <laughs> People don't get it. What, are, what does he call us? Like, what does he call his fans? You know how, like... Swifties and... Believers. Yeah. I don't know. Does he have a thing? We gotta find out. <laughs> I don't I don't think he wants, like... Because, you know, most of those come with, like, a, a group of girls. Yeah. I don't think he wants to be defined by that, just... I agree. I, maybe he probably doesn't have... I, him. I would hope, like... What's Luke's called? Is he, we're the nut is house. He, I was say, is he the nut house? Yeah, we're the nut house. And I don't know. I've been part of the Aldine army. And, and oddly enough, all I can think of is like Jojo Siwa as the Siwanators. <laughs> like, what do you. The, the Waller? <laughs> the, like, it doesn't flow. No, there's nothing just good with say, his I'm name. I'm just a Morgan Wallen fan. I'm just a Morgan Wallen fan. But you gotta say the, the name, the first and last name together. Yes. It's Morgan Wallen. (laughs) Like, in all capital letters. Uh Uh-huh. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to us talk about some of our favorite albums. I know at the end there we hit on that Dangerous album by Morgan Wallen, which is kind of a good segue for our next podcast topic. We're going to be talking about our trip to Nashville to see Morgan Wallen on the Dangerous tour. Don't forget to like and subscribe and follow us on all social media, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at GetInGoingTo. See you next time.